Welcome to Nightfall Narratives, the podcast that goes where shadows and stories intersect to explore the eerie and enigmatic. Join us as we journey into the heart of the unknown, immersing ourselves in tales of suspense and terror. In each episode, we'll either read a spine-tingling tale, or we'll take a closer look at the art of writing, unraveling the mysteries of storycraft that make such tales so eerily effective. So, sit back, relax, and feel the embrace of the mysterious as we embark on this journey into the heart of the night. Hello, dear listeners, and welcome back yet again to another episode of Nightfall Narratives with me, your nightly narrator, R. Douglas Patton. In this episode, we'll discuss and analyze The Pit and the Pendulum by Edgar Allan Poe, with a very specific focus on the concept of torture and imprisonment. So let's delve deeper into the psychological nuances of The Pit and the Pendulum, focusing specifically on the themes of imprisonment and torture. The story, first of all, immerses us in the protagonist's harrowing ordeal, offering a clear examination of the psychology of captivity. First and foremost, the initial descent into the dark and foreboding dungeon serves as a metaphor for the descent into the abyss of the human psyche. It symbolizes the feeling of being trapped, both physically and mentally, in a situation beyond one's control. This confinement not only strips away physical freedom, but also erodes the individual's sense of self, leaving them vulnerable to the looming specter of torture over time. The narrative of the story carefully underscores the effects of isolation. In this grim, subterranean chamber, the protagonist is ultimately deprived of human contact and meaningful sensory experiences. This isolation magnifies the psychological torment as the mind grapples with the disorienting void. The protagonist's internal monologue, filled with existential musings and vivid hallucinations, reflects the profound psychological strain of isolation. It becomes a battle against the mind's descent into madness, echoing the overarching theme of psychological torment. The anticipation of torture becomes another crucial psychological facet. Poe skillfully amplifies the protagonist's dread Through the ingenious device of the pendulum blade, the ever-approaching menace acts as a psychological time bomb, fostering a constant state of anxiety and paranoia. This anticipation of physical pain not only wreaks havoc on the protagonist's mental state, but also exposes the deep-seated fear of death, a primal and universal human apprehension. Furthermore, the pit itself becomes a potent symbol of the unconscious mind, As the protagonist inches closer to its edge, it symbolizes a descent into their own subconscious. In this psychological abyss, buried traumas, fears, and suppressed emotions resurface with alarming clarity. The pit becomes a manifestation of the protagonist's inner demons, mirroring the external torment they face. Ultimately, the pit and the pendulum is a tour de force in psychological horror, It illuminates the fragility of the human psyche when subjected to extreme circumstances. Through vivid imagery, suspenseful storytelling, and a relentless exploration of the psychology of imprisonment and torture, Edgar Allan Poe invites readers to confront their own fears, their anxieties, as well as the resilience of the human spirit in the face of unspeakable horrors. So at this point, 
it would be important to address the psychology behind torture and imprisonment from an individual perspective so we can understand what happens psychologically. Now, when someone is subjected to torture or imprisonment, it triggers a complex interplay of psychological responses. One of the most immediate reactions, of course, is fear. The uncertainty of what will happen next, the pain they might endure, and the loss of control over their situation all contribute to intense fear and anxiety. This fear can be paralyzing and cause immense psychological distress. Another psychological aspect is the sense of powerlessness. In imprisonment or torture, individuals often have no say or control over what's happening to them. This loss of autonomy can lead to feelings of helplessness and despair. They may feel trapped, unable to escape or change their circumstances, which all can lead to a sense of hopelessness. And moreover, there's the element of isolation. In many cases, individuals are cut off from the outside world, separated from friends and family. This isolation can lead to feelings of loneliness and disconnection, which can take a significant toll on one's mental health. The absence of social support can exacerbate psychological suffering. Now, torture often involves physical pain and suffering. The experience of physical pain can have a profound psychological impact, as it not only causes immediate distress, but can also lead to long-term trauma. The fear of pain can be just as psychological tormenting as the pain itself. Additionally, the uncertainty of when the torture or imprisonment will end is a critical factor. The human mind craves predictability and control, so the ambiguity of the situation can be deeply distressing. This uncertainty can create a constant state of anxiety and anticipation. And over time, these psychological factors can actually lead to a range of mental health issues, including post-traumatic stress disorder, or PTSD, depression, and anxiety disorders. Survivors of torture and imprisonment may struggle with nightmares, flashbacks, and a lasting sense of fear even after they are free. So, in essence, the psychology behind torture and imprisonment is a complex interplay of fear, powerlessness, isolation, physical suffering, and uncertainty. These factors can have profound and lasting effects on an individual's mental well-being, making it crucial to provide appropriate support and care for those who have endured such traumatic experiences. So now, let's discuss how an individual can heal from these traumas, because dealing with the psychological aftermath of torture and imprisonment is an immensely challenging process, but there are strategies and support systems that can help individuals on their path to healing. So, here are 10 key steps and considerations. We have number one, seek professional help, two, support groups, three, trauma-focused therapy, four, medication, five, self-care, six, mindfulness and relaxation techniques, seven, re-establish a support network, eight, set realistic goals, nine, education and self-awareness, and finally, ten, patience and self-compassion. So, let's go back to the beginning. Number one, seek professional help. One of the most crucial steps is to reach out to mental health professionals who specialize in trauma and post-traumatic stress disorder. Therapists, counselors, or psychiatrists can provide therapy and intervention tailored to the individual's needs. Number two, support groups. 
Joining support groups or connecting with other survivors can be immensely helpful. Sharing experiences and coping strategies with others who have been through similar ordeals can reduce feelings of isolation and provide a sense of community. Number three, trauma-focused therapy. Therapies like cognitive behavioral therapy and eye movement desensitization and reprocessing have been shown to be effective in treating trauma-related symptoms. These therapies help individuals process and manage traumatic memories and emotions. Number four, medication. In some cases, medication may be prescribed to manage symptoms of anxiety, depression, or sleep disturbances. A psychiatrist can determine whether medication is appropriate and monitor its effectiveness. Number five, self-care. Encourage the individual to engage in self-care practices such as regular exercise, healthy eating, and maintaining a consistent sleep schedule. These lifestyle choices can have a positive impact on overall mental well-being. Number six, mindfulness and relaxation techniques. Practices like meditation, prayer, deep breathing exercises, and progressive muscle relaxation can help manage anxiety and promote a sense of calm. Number seven, Re-establish a support network. Reconnecting with loved ones and rebuilding social support systems can be very crucial. Building or rebuilding relationships with friends and family members who are understanding and empathetic can provide a sense of belonging as well as a huge emotional support. Number eight, set realistic goals. Encourage the individual to set small, achievable goals to regain a sense of control and purpose in their life. Celebrating even minor accomplishments can boost self-esteem and motivation. Number nine, education and self-awareness. Learning about the psychological effects of torture and imprisonment can help individuals understand their own experiences and reactions. This knowledge can empower them to cope more effectively when they know what is going on behind the curtain. Number 10, patience and self-compassion. Healing from the psychological trauma of torture and imprisonment is a long and challenging journey. It's essential for individuals to be patient with themselves and practice self-compassion, understanding that healing takes time and setbacks are a normal part of the process. So, it's important to note that everyone's healing process is unique, and of course, what works for one person may not work for another. Tailoring the approach to an individual's specific needs and preferences is essential. Additionally, the support of compassionate professionals and a strong social network can make a significant difference in an individual's ability to heal and rebuild their life after such a traumatic experience. So now, let's talk about how to use this information to make our own storytelling more effective. Writing effective horror stories is all about creating a sense of fear and suspense that lingers with the reader. So here are five techniques that we as writers of horror can use to craft chilling and memorable tales. And they are atmosphere and setting, character development, suspense and foreshadowing, the unknown and unseen, and twists and psychological horror. So let's go back to the beginning. Number one. Atmosphere and setting. Establish a compelling atmosphere and setting that sets the tone for your story. Describe the surroundings in vivid detail using sensory imagery 
to immerse the reader in the eerie or unsettling environment. Whether it's a decrepit haunted house, a fog-shrouded graveyard, or an isolated, dimly-lit forest, a well-crafted setting can enhance the overall sense of dread. Number 2. Character Development Develop complex and relatable characters. Readers should care about the fate of your characters, so invest time in fleshing out their personalities, fears, and motivations. This emotional connection makes the horror more impactful when it threatens these characters' well-being. Number 3. Suspense and Foreshadowing Build tension and anticipation by employing suspenseful techniques. Foreshadowing, hints of impending danger, and unanswered questions can keep readers on edge. Give them just enough information to keep them guessing and wanting to turn the page to find out what happens next. Number 4. The Unknown and Unseen One of the most potent tools in horror is what's left to the imagination. Often, what's not explicitly shown can be more terrifying than what is. Allow readers to fill in the gaps with their own fears and imagination. Leave some things to the unknown or describe eerie occurrences indirectly to create a sense of dread. And finally, number five, twists and psychological horror. Surprise your readers with unexpected twists and psychological elements. Subvert their expectations and challenge their perceptions of reality. Incorporate elements of psychological horror, where the true terror lies in the character's unraveling sanity or in the blurred lines between the supernatural and the psychological. So, remember that effective horror often relies on the emotional impact it has on readers. Make them feel fear, unease, and discomfort by immersing them in a carefully crafted world of suspense and dread. Be sure to experiment with these techniques on your own to create a unique brand of horror that leaves a lasting impression on your audience. And then as a final note, please, if you or someone you know has experienced the trauma of torture and imprisonment, be sure to seek support and help for the road to recovery. It will be a long process, but the goal of achieving personal and psychological wholeness is possible with the loving support of others around you. You are not alone. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Nightfall Narratives. Remember to keep your mind curious and your eyes open, and be ready for anything as you embrace the unknown in your storycraft. I'm your Nightfall narrator, R. Douglas Patton, signing off. As the shadows lengthen and the night falls, we come to the end of another episode of Nightfall Narratives. We hope you found our exploration of dark and mysterious storytelling and the art of writing thought-provoking and haunting. Remember, the stories we tell have the power to both chill us to the bone and inspire us to create our own. Join us again for our next episode, and until then, keep your eyes open and your mind curious, for anything is possible.